Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and this podcast is your guide to start creating a lifestyle by design. From entrepreneurship, money and finance, taxes and residencies, and everything in between, this show highlights the nuances of a true global citizen lifestyle. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. So in today's episode of this Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and Cammie, we are going to be talking about pricing. So we have been in business for a while, both of us in different industries, and we have seen it all. We have seen people charging very low, very high, in the middle, all of the things. So Cammie had an experience with somebody this year, and she is going to share what that looks like for her in terms of pricing and where she felt that they fell on the scale. And then we're going to dive into should you really price your worth? What is your worth? And how do you determine that in today's digital age? Yeah, so I I feel like we've had this conversation or similar conversations in the past about how both of us have have spent so much money in online courses and things like that. And after a while, after investing in a lot of courses, you kind of start getting low-key traumatized and kind of really wary about how much things cost and also if it's really going to be worth the amount of money that you're going to pay. And if I'm completely fair, I feel like from all of the 100% dollars or monies that I've spent in courses online in the past I don't know how many years I would say that 10% of it maybe was worth it or like 20% of it maybe was worth it so it it takes a lot out of me to actually put in money on a course nowadays it takes a lot of convincing not not even convincing but it takes a lot of inner alignment for me to believe that something will be worth my money because from all of the money that I spent so far, I didn't see the the value, you know? So this is something that I really keep in mind when I am pricing myself and I am, you know, delivering value to my clients and even for free online, because that is something that I never want people to feel when they are in contact with me, that they are under, you know, like receiving not that much value for what they're paying. So anyway, so I recently had this Recently, like in the middle of the year or something, but just came up to my mind while we were talking about ideas. I had this call, this call with uh, with a person that I had a webinar, a free webinar with, and her free webinar was really, really good. It was full of content, full of really valuable tips to the point that I was like, ah, this could be really interesting for my business and my vision and where I want to go next. So I booked a, a a sales call with her and it was a 45 minute sales call with her. And although she was still giving me a little bit of value in the sales call, and of course, like we know how sales call works, work. So I knew that she was mounting on to something. And of course, like I really was curious to know how much she was going to charge and what was the offer like. And at the end of the call, basically, she she was wanting to charge like for a six month course she was wanting to charge me like a six thousand seven thousand dollar price point which i felt it was so 
I'm sure that she was delivering a lot of value in it, but I'm sh- but I felt like it was so out of alignment with the fact that it was six thousand for a an online course. You know, like we had some coaching calls, but it wasn't even with her. And I felt in my you know as the person being sold to, I felt like that wasn't worth my six thousand dollars. And I've paid six thousand dollars in the past for other things, and they were normally certifications that you know it was either like an online certification or or an in-person certification or something like that and i know that values are different for every human being and of course i'm sure that she's super valuable and she has so much content and so much knowledge but at the same time i felt like you know it was a little bit of a realization of wow look at our look at where we have arrived with online marketing and digital and the digital space and the whole charging of things because of course she has a really successful business so for her tar- target audience and i think that that is an important thing to talk about her target audience believes that she is worth that or like that her online course her self-paced online course is worth that and then maybe i am not her her target audience and that's okay but i think it's an interesting conversation of charging a price that you feel like you are at the same time comfortable with but at the same time a little bit challenged by in the sense that you kind of like need to grow into that price point and show up in your best and highest knowledge and version of self so you're really making it worth and at the same time not chart like not you know kind of like closing your eyes and typing something on your keyboard and then being like this is my worth and this is what I'm going to charge and goodbye if you're not my target, you know? So, but at the same time, like I do understand people valuing themselves and wanting to charge what they're worth. So I feel like it's a very gray area in a sense. Yeah, I find it very interesting because for me, when you say that, it makes me think worth is so subjective. And of course, there are certain benchmarks where it's like, okay, you are certified in this or you are a lawyer. You know, there are certain benchmarks and criteria that you can meet in any industry where it's like, okay, they have this credential. That is something that you would charge higher for. Um, But then there's also a point where it's like, okay, you've been in the online space for five years, 10 years. You've learned a lot. You've grown a lot but you don't have that credential behind you. So it's kind of just your time in the industry. So, and there's so many other factors that go into charging and pricing, but it's a really interesting conversation and there's no answer, unfortunately. You know, it's really just like a never ending debate or conversation that your worth is something that is so subjective and somebody truly needs to see the value in what you are offering and what you are giving to the world but it also needs to be the right offer for the right value. And, you know, if someone's charging $10,000 or close to it for an online course, I don't care if it's built on the best online course platform in the world, it, the value may not be there. The value may also be there. It depends, you know, if it's Robert Kiyosaki who is running this online course, well then, yeah, for $10,000, it's probably going to be a pretty, a pretty good deal, quite honestly. You know, so there's a lot of things that go into it, but For me, it really just highlights the fact that pricing is so, so subjective and it truly is your people. You have to have the right audience. They have to have the right, they have to be at the right place in their business to invest. They have to have the right 
finances in their bank account as well to be able to afford that. There's so much that goes into it. But for me, I know I told myself because we have talked about this in previous episodes with certain creators and purchasing their offers and their courses. I have told myself no more courses because I when I first started out in business, I had the time. I had all the freaking time. So a course was totally fine. I could go through a course and I could work on it at my own pace and figure things out as I go. I am not in that same place now. And now it does not make sense for me, even if it's the best course in the world, to purchase a course and go through it by myself. I would rather pay a little bit more and have a mentor who can answer all of my questions and, you know, whether it be like once a week or whatever it looks like in a private container. And for me, that's just what I vowed to myself. No more courses. I don't have the time. I will just spend money on it. You know, even if you spend good money, you do it for one or two months, but are you going to keep up with it to finish the entire course or the entire program? I don't think I would just because I have so many other things going on, especially if I'm trying to learn Spanish. And then that takes up, that's basically like you're going through a course, you know, for one hour of the day. So there's so many other things that are a priority. If I'm going to invest good money, it needs to be in somebody who will hold my hand. But hey, that's just my opinion. And it depends where you are in your journey as well. Yeah. And then speaking through the lenses of an entrepreneur, that's why it's so challenging to price yourself. Because especially when you're not selling a product, which the pricing starts off based on costs, and then you put your markup on top of that, your service is based on your time. So you need and your energy. So you need to know how much you want to charge for your time and your energy. However, your time while you're doing social media management versus business consulting will be will be charged differently. You know, so. And it's so subjective, again, because it's one. So for me, for example, there was this time that I was doing social media management, copywriting and business consultancy for the same client. And for these three different things, I charged three different prices. Of course, the business consultancy, because it's more strategic, I charged one price that was like the higher price per per hour and per session. Then after that, when I was doing social media management and things like that. And then it was another price and it was lower. And it's so curious because when you really stop to think about it, that's how things are done in the in, in the marketing industry, quote unquote. But at the same time, when you really stop to think about it, it's like it's still time and it's still your time. Like if it wasn't if it was two different people that one, you know, has less time under their belt and less knowledge and less experience, I would understand, but it's still my time and my human with the same, but just in a different circumstance and different ex- that and demanding different. I think that that is really interesting. And for me as an entrepreneur, I don't think that I have the one size fits all answer. But the the rule of thumb that I also that I always tell either my friends that are beginning entrepreneurs and they need to charge themselves and their pricing for a service. Or even my clients, what I like to tell them is don't charge something that you feel like it's too high, that you can't sustain it in terms of mindset and confidence, that you can't like that you feel like you can't stand behind that price, you know, and you're kind of like too afraid of it. But also don't charge too low to the point that you're feeling like they are all like the client is always the one that that's getting the best end of the deal. You have to charge in between the 
this is too comfortable, but at the same time, it's also a little bit uncomfortable. It's like a little bit comfortable and a little bit uncomfortable at the same time. And as time will pass by, you will start feeling that that point is starting to get just comfortable. And then you will up your prices for the, it's a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit comfortable. And I feel like everyone kind of knows what that is. And then there's a question of mindset and imposter syndrome and things like that that needs to be overcome and also processed through, which is, can I, can I then market this price at the first place? And I would even go to the extent of saying that if you're even if that is even something that's stopping you, then make it make the price even smaller just to make sure that you get something out there, just to make sure that you get an offer out there and then make sure that you're being paid this amount of money and check in with yourself as to how you're feeling. Because I have priced myself I've I've been where to the point where I priced myself too low and I felt really overused, you know, I felt like I was not getting anything out of it and it wasn't worth it and things like that. And that's the worst thing for you to feel because then as an entrepreneur, you feel like you don't even, you're not p- being paid what you're worth and you will, you will kind of start slacking a little bit. You'll be like, ah, like, why would I even go the extra mile for this person if they are not even paying me what I'm worth? And then it's when, it's then that you know that you need to, to, to change your pricing. But I wouldn't let the pricing stop you. I wouldn't like you to stop yourself from putting something out there because you're afraid of charging that uncomfortable price, you know? So yeah, I would say that that's my rule of thumb. I don't know about you. Yeah, I like that. What I do is, it sounds very similar. It's you want to charge enough so that you're the expert, but you don't want to charge so little that you're not an authority. Meaning, you know, if you charge not a lot, quite honestly, you know, and it's so interesting around pricing because I think when you first start in business, people think, oh, I'm just going to not charge a lot and then I'm going to have a lot of people and a lot of people are going to come in and I'm going to have this big membership or course or like whatever it is. And it's like, well, maybe that could be the case, but whether it's the case or not, they're not going to see you as an authority if you're not charging enough because you know, it's it's the freebie concept. I love the concept of using freebies in this example because nobody values freebies. Nobody is saving a freebie to their phone and looking at it every single day. It's free. And it can be freebies these days, like, you know, the whole give value, a lot of value for free. Like freebies are awesome these days, quite honestly. And there's a lot of value that freebies can give, but nobody is really truly valuing, even if that is like a piece of what I teach in my high ticket course, I've put it into a freebie. No one's going to value it the same as if they paid a lot of money for that high ticket course because the value is just there. So you kind of want to find the medium ground between being the expert and charging as an expert, but not charging $10,000 for an hour call either. And then at the low end, you don't want to be like the cheap, not authority. There's such a science and an art to pricing. And then, like I mentioned before, what the so subjective comes into play where we always think that we are the best and we have the best to offer. Or maybe you have, you know, mindset that you need to work on and you think, no, I actually don't know anything and I'm the worst. So it could be on either end of the spectrum. And I think both is normal in different situations, but you need to figure out what is that worth without, because like, yes, your your time is priceless, but you can 
always put a price on your time. Like your time is priceless for you and in your life, yes. But to somebody else, your time, your time's not priceless, quite honestly. And that's why like I have a problem when people are like, oh, I'm going to charge so much because I'm worth so much. And it's like, no, there's only so much you can deliver in a one hour call. And there's only so, you know, there's only so much. Your time is always worth something. Your efforts are always worth something. But in this conversation, I think what also is so interesting that has made me, being in business, has made me aware of this is markups. And now I never used to think about markups until a few years ago. Now I'm always thinking, even in the grocery store, it's not even in in the online space, but when I go somewhere and there's a physical product or a digital product, I'm thinking like, okay, what is the markup? And then what is the perceived value? And I was just talking to my partner the other day about this, where an example that I like to use, and I think I've seen before, is the Birkin, where like it's quite honestly, it's a leather bag, but the reputation that it has and the reputation is not something that you can touch and feel, not something that you're feasibly buying, but the reputation that it has, they can charge, I don't know, what is it, like half a million or a quarter of a million for a leather bag. I can go into a nice store and pay $300 and get, I think, you know, I don't know, I'm not buying leather, but, you know, I can pay a few hundred dollars and get a leather bag, but it's the perceived value. And so for me, it's it's such an interesting conversation. You know, we could just go like around and around in this conversation because there's no concrete end, but it's like, what is that markup price? And is that markup price like 50%, 100%, 300% or... 5,000%. Like maybe it probably is on a burger. Back when I was studying fashion and whatever. And it's interesting because luxury brands are the brands that normally have the least amount of markup. Like normally they won't. That's why normally, like for example, you, you take like Dior or Chanel or something like that. They normally are making a lot of money. Like the biggest amount of their income and revenue are coming from their makeup. And they're like low ticket stuff, quote unquote, like their makeup and their perfumes, but their clothes in itself, it's so expensive for each, for them to make that, you know, they, their markup's really, really low. Like maybe luxury is not the best example, but we could use, you know, like any example, whether it be you are buying a car, you know, or you're buying like bread at the store. And it's like this one loaf is $5. The other loaf is $2 because it's a generic brand. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, they're they're using the same materials. It's just the marketing. And maybe one's using whole wheat and one's not, you know, like it's it's the same thing. And they probably cost the same amount to make. And sometimes it will even cost less to make the more expensive one. But it's just like the value and what they are perceiving it as and the marketing and the branding and the positioning behind it. So maybe not in the luxury space, but in basically all spaces in the world, maybe not luxury. I think that when we start talking about products specifically, like I think it's, again, easier because you have the cost, you know, of the thing. However, me as a person, do I value paying this for a bread or do I not? And there's a lot of people that don't and they don't buy there. There are a lot of people that do and they're really successful um, within their, their target audience. So I think that it's like when you talk about products, you can more tangibly see the markup. But then when you're talking about your your time, it's like the markup is almost like, okay, you have the cost of, like if you're really, really thinking of it, like you have the cost of, maybe you don't even have any cost, you have the computer, but even maybe you're not even paying for Zoom, you're just doing just the cost of your time, but then it's also your time, it's for free, quote unquote, because you're also giving your time for free for other things. So 
the markup would be what like 100 like you know it's so challenging but one thing that i wanted to comment on on something that you've said also in the supermarket kind of and that's something that i learned in marketing school and i also think about it a lot you know especially when we're pricing like is it too high is it too low and a lot of people they go down the i'm gonna price myself the lowest i can so you know everyone wants to buy from me and so imagine yourself you're in a supermarket and you're gonna buy for the first time ever you're gonna buy let's say you've never bought pasta ever in your life okay and you're gonna cook pasta for the first time so you go to the supermarket and you find the pasta aisle and then you see that there is the pasta that is really expensive because it's artisanal and whatever and there's the pasta that is really really cheap that is the supermarket brand the first time ever you bought pasta in your life so you don't know how much pasta should cost so you're not sure if it should cost like the supermarket brand you're not sure if it should cost that much of the artisanal brand normally at least that's me but i would say that normally if you've never bought any that specific product in your life you will probably go for the middle range you won't go for the most expensive but you won't go for the cheapest either because the cheapest like sketchy cheap so you're normally going to go for the kind of like medium if you're maybe a little bit more culinary thing and you like to cook really like a lot and everything maybe we even go higher because we humans we perceive that if you are charging more the 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 value that you're going to take is normally more that is not always the case and I'll, I'll i'll say that with certainty there are a lot of products that are cheaper and they are exactly the same like you said like they are exactly the same with the same quality of ingredients the same everything as a product that it's priced higher but they have a different marketing around it the point is that it's super important to know also how pricing goes hand in hand with positioning and how people will perceive you so if you're always positioning yourself as the low thing yes you might get a lot of people who are making less money and they need more accessible prices but then in the long term what is the vision for your brand how do you want to position yourself in five years from now do you still want to be the accessible person if yes then great go for it if not then you're gonna have a problem in the future because you're gonna have to jump from twenty dollars to one thousand dollars for your for your i don't know consultancy and then if you spend five years positioning yourself on the twenty dollar then you're going to have a problem to re- reposition yourself. It's not impossible. There are a lot of brands that do it, but it's a challenge, you know? So at the same time, I'm not saying to you, I go ahead and already charge 1000 If you don't feel like that's aligned, it's a balance between first knowing who you are, second knowing who you're talking to, who you're communicating to, what's your target audience, what's your niche, who is this person, how much money they make, three, how do I want to position myself, do I want to be accessible, do I want to be medium, do I want medium in the sense of not like mediocre, but like do I want to position myself like in the medium, medium, middle range, or do I want to position myself as like a higher price point, or you want to build like three different tires of products, you have like the cheaper service, the medium service, the more expensive service, there are so many things that circulate around it, so you have to be really mindful of of other things when you're positioning or when you are pricing your services, such as positioning, value, like how do people value you or not, your target audience slash niche. I feel like people don't realize that, especially when they're starting out. They are just like, oh, I'm just going to slap a price on and your 
price that you start with is going to be the price that you're going to build on in the future. And it's a representation of your brand and what you're going to charge in the future. Of course, you can charge, I don't know, $80 for a call and then change it to $1,000 for a call. But like most people probably aren't going to book that $1,000 call because what happened to that price jump? So you really want to figure out once you have people looking at you and seeing what you're doing and your pricing and wanting to book calls or courses or mentorship, like have the pricing ironed out once you have those eyeballs and have the price now, but also know what that pricing is going to look like years into the future, which I think a lot of people don't think of when they're starting their business, but you can't just like, it's, it's just like rent, you know, legally in most countries, you can't just increase the rent however much you want by $5,000 next year, just because I feel like it, you know, like there's, there's laws against that. There's not laws against pricing online, but it's important to be mindful of that when you are starting out in business. This is a really interesting conversation. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just a conversation that we're having after both of us having been in business and work with clients and have different offers for quite a few years. So Cami, thank you for sharing all of your insights. Very interesting. Cami has something to say. Her hand is raised. What's up? <laughs> I feel like there's just one last thing that I really want to point out about pricing that I feel like is so tied into mindset. Like I can't stress this enough because if you value yours, if you see yourself as someone who doesn't know a lot, normally your tendency will be to charge smaller prices if you see yourself like you know a lot and you perceive your yourself worth to be higher normally you end up charging higher and i feel like in my circle of people and clients it's easier to meet people who think less of themselves than the people who think more of themselves and i really want to talk to these specific people because i feel like there has to be a big self-awareness of yourself and why you are charging the price that you're, you're that you're charging because it can come from an aligned place of ah I shouldn't charge this high but it could also come from a place of conditioning of ah I I'm not worthy of charging this much it's really important that you while you are building your business it's so important for you to do the inner work within yourself to also understand your level of self-worth unfortunately that level of so or fortunately that level of self-worth will end up extending into your business and how you position yourself and how how confident you are about yourself and the things that you do and the value that you offer and so it's really really important that you take a look of course into the marketing and 3d reality stuff but also take a look at your limiting beliefs when it comes to money, when it comes to how much you're going to charge, how much you're worth, how much your skills are worth, because that's also something that it's really, really hard to put a price on. But you are the one who knows how much you studied, how much knowledge you have, how much you've been learning in the past to offer something out into the world. And even if you don't have the 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 physical proof yet because you haven't worked with that many people or you haven't worked with any people that's something that i just really want to point out because i don't want anyone to go from this podcast and then just start pricing them like themselves like randomly without even taking into consideration that there is a huge aspect of it that it's in the internal world in the mindset and 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 the conditioning and limiting beliefs that are around money which is a huge i'd say taboo 
topic in planet Earth in general. There's so many pieces to this conversation. And by no means is this all of the pieces. But I feel like these are very important things to take in mind, whether you are just starting or are already on your business journey and you're like, okay, maybe I need to rework some things. I mean, that's very normal in business. So don't feel like you can't do that. But this has been a really interesting conversation. Thank you for your insight, Cami, and your experiences and what that has looked like. And we will see you in next Friday's Digital Nomad Digest. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode resonated with you, I would appreciate if you share this podcast on your socials. And of course, be sure to tag me. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me on this global citizen journey, and I'll see you in the next episode.